Hello, everybody. Glad you're listening once again. And today with me, I have a really special guest by the name of Mardok, or how would you say it again? It's a running joke. It's Mordak. Oh, Mordak. <laughs> trust me, you're not the first person to butcher it. I'm used to it being uh, pronounced Mord 4K. Really? <laughs> I don't know why, but when I read your name, I was thinking of Modok from uh, Marvel's. The name predates that uh, doesn't predate Modok because Modok is old as hell. But I did not know of Modok when I came up with it. it. Is the byproduct of an incredibly bad inside joke my friends had with an elementary school. It's short <laughs> for Mordak, Lord of Unholy Fear. That's way too long for a gamer tag. Oh really? And, and, and I'm assuming this is where your uh, your gamer tag originates from. Yeah, I had a couple. That one's that that one's when it's stuck and. I have worked weirdly hard to make it the thing I use in almost any digital thing. So if you have talked with someone online in a forum or Reddit or YouTube commented, that's M-O-R-D-4-K, there's like a 99% chance it's me. There's a couple platforms that I know of that yeah. I'm not that on, and it bugs me to this day. <laughs> Two of them don't exist. I'm like, yeah, that's what you get. Oh, my God. That's funny because, like, that's kind of how I feel about, like, my uh, gamer tag in particular. Like, anything that's gamer-related, I would love to have my gamer tag on it. And if not, I'm just like, who took? Who has taken this name? It makes no sense. Yeah, the Mordak Undivided is because at one point I tried going the opposite direction. I'm like, okay, it's taken on this one platform. Let's make everything else this. And I don't know what happened, but after that process, I'm like, this is stupid. I'm just going <laughs> to stick with where it's at at this point. Oh, man. I really I really like how that kind of – where that came from. It's, I mean, it's kind of in – in a way, it's similar to Modoc, so. <laughs> yeah. Not too far off there. I, it's it, – occasionally I encounter the name in weird pop culture, like I – it pops up a bunch in like '90s uh, fantasy stuff. Where it's the, is this where it's from? No, I had no idea it even existed. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, get, getting into it, uh, like you did mention earlier, that your favorite game is uh, Brutal Legend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yes, a, a, a controversial choice, increasingly so, as oh. the gamer relationship with EA continues to sour with every year. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the thing about this game for me is like I've heard about it, I've seen it. Some of my great, uh, some of my great friends have played the game, but I have I have never played the game at all. This game did come out on October thirteenth, twenty uh, nine, and uh, developer is Double Fine. Yeah, I think it was the last. It was, it was the it was the last game they did before they went to their kind of uh, weird's the wrong word, but kind of gaming hiatus, kickstarting phase. It was the game that came out directly after, or correctly, Psychonauts, and mm -hmm. it's just kind of a weird perfect storm for me. Like right off the bat, I will never defend Brutal Legend as a good game. It's my favorite <laughs> game for a variety of reasons we'll get into in a minute. But like, I, I will never sit down and be like this is a game everyone has to play. <laughs> oh, you're a metalhead. It's a game you should at least be aware of and go watch some videos of because it's one of those rare instances of someone saying I'm making a love letter to this thing I'm into, and then actually succeeding in that. So for those who don't know, Brutal Legend is Tim Schafer's love letter to metal in general, the music genre, and everything in the game is inspired. Like the rule for the game had to be, it has to be inspired by or actually off of a metal album cover. Broad spectrum, like by this game's definition, Queen's considered part of that spectrum. So oh you have some like landmarks in the game that are direct references to Queen album covers. Uh, it's Ozzy Osbourne is an NPC you buy upgrades from that's 
voiced by Ozzy Osbourne, and there's a whole bunch of kind of old school metal (laughs) voice uh, musicians who lend their voice talents to it. Uh, It's got one of the best reimaginings of uh, a big musician called Lemmy Killmeister, who's just named the Killmaster in the game, and it's just basically, okay, yeah, what if you gave Lemmy a giant trike with a bass on the back of it? Is it the same guy? Oh, it's exactly the same guy. Like, it's just a slightly cartoon-stylized version of it. It's... The oh, game man. came out in this perfect time. This is back when I was roadieing, and you play as a roadie and all the g- jokes that surround that. Like, literally, you play as the character of Eddie Riggs, who gets blood in a belt buckle and gets sent back to the brutal lands, which are the past, kind of. But it's got it, but it's full of weird iconics where it's like it's Stonehenge, but rather than being the Stonehenge you're used to from reality, it's Stonehenge made of giant 80 foot tall stone broadswords thrust into the ground. That's and amazing. The or- and the origin story of this game is that at one point, essentially, death metal Viking gods created the created everything, but like doing so, they're like, yeah, they they they, they harnessed there. There was this thing called the Fire Beast. I think it was Armagoda, Armagoda, something like that. That was the origin of music for its great roar, drowned out everything else, and metal is just that thing's sound repurposed and made by mortals. The lore for this game is fantastically, like, yeah. if you're into metal, just it's like, oh, yeah, this is a bunch of jokes we're aware of. <laughs> like, yes, this is all just in-jokes. Like, And then the, the game kind of breaks into two halves. You have the good part of the game and the RTS part of the game, and the RTS part of the game is unforgivably terrible in a lot of ways but overshadowed in a lot of ways by just the design it's got one of the best soundtracks ever of a video game because it's just all licensed music this is a game that when they were advertising at the e3 party around it they just had the band uh uh, three inches of blood play the show it's it's like no it's, it's just a concert that we're calling a press conference Who's oh it's it's three inches of blood. What do they play? What 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 do they play on the on the game? Oh, the game Slay the Orcs. Does that show up to a certain point? Oh yeah, it's a very specific thing. Like this is a game that chooses to correctly pair a very cool chase sequence in the game with a band called Dragon Force. That if you're familiar with the intro to the original Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin ones, mm-hmm. you'll kind of think their music sounds like that. Just played at eight times the speed with nine guitars involved. For no apparent reason. It's got some of the most talented good card players in the face of the planet did at this point, but that's a whole separate topic. Yeah. It's a game aware of what it is, and there's intentionally or not a lot of the themes and story of the game are, if you're a fan of kind of the history of that musical genre, of parallels to that. Like the first third of the game is in a cartoony, rehashed version, the story of kind of. 70s and 80s hair metal versus traditional hardcore metal and kind of how that plays out and then the splintering that happens after that and like literally a third of the game could best be described as and then the 90s happened and it was a barren (laughs) wilderness oh my god that's that's really awesome to to think about yeah Uh, this is a game that gives you an achievement at one point for ramping your car over a mammoth that has exhaust pipes for um, tusks Oh my god! Like, what is this game you're talking about? Mammoths talking about through the ages and Stonehenge. Like, this seems this game seems like it has nearly everything. Oh, it is a game that if you can get it for like fifteen, twenty bucks. There's a Steam version of it that comes on sale every once in a while. That's the complete edition of it. Yeah. So, like, most of the game is kind of this open world adventure game. It's got pretty basic combat. It's it's broken down into your car, the deuce, which because you are a roadie and understand how to build, like 
let's rewind a sec. So the, the game literally starts off with you get hit, you, you attend what essentially is you're working for a Linkin Park band that I'm blanking on the name of, but the stage collapses on them and you get knocked unconscious and some blood from your hand winds up in the mouth of your belt buckle and you literally get sent back through time and you arrive at a sacrificial altar for some evil demon priest with swords and you find a guitar that you were tuning in the present and it lets you summon lightning. Oh my God. By strumming it and <laughs> using the power of the gods, obviously being the logic of this game. And yeah. you're playing as Eddie Riggs, voiced by Jack Black, who's just kind of like cool with all of this. Like there's great lines where it's like, okay, guitars cause lightning, cars grow out of, uh, cars grow out of the ground. I'm good. But what? I'm good. <laughs> Got it. Oh my God. Yeah, literally the first boss fight of the game is you are fighting a giant vagina flying Venus flytrap monster in a hot rod car that's shooting flames and you are running into its face essentially to knock it out and eventually it kind of impales itself on a gate that you escape through and you escape this whole arena out of just a giant highway bridge that snakes across this thing held up by like giant metal horn fists coming out of the ground and sword hilts and stuff like that. It's a ridiculous game. Like play it on easy. Don't play it on hard. Cause the RTS sections are unforgivably terrible, but <laughs> it's a game that kind of like smashes a bunch of the weird iconography together and goes here, either you're into it or you're not. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does seem like a great game and, I had, and this has been a game where like I've been wanting to play for a while ever since I was like a kid, but I never just got around to it. Did you happen to play it on Xbox or PlayStation? I played it on Xbox 360 way the hell back when. I, God, yeah. this thing came out in, what, 2009, I think? Yeah, 2009. I was, in, I was in college at the time. It was one of the games that I think I kind of, because schedules align, I locked myself in my dorm room at that time and just played the entire thing start to finish. Because, like, no, no, this needs to be a thing. <laughs> I play all of it as fast as possible. And that's like, okay, you beat it. Let's go beat it a second time at a more sane pace. I love we that. had the same kind of what was up. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you mentioned that you beat it twice already. Like, it's really a really good recollection of the game. Like, how many times did, would you say you have beaten the game? I go back and play it, give or take, every year or so. Like, it's just kind of, it takes eight hours to get through the entire thing. It's it's not a long game. Like, yeah. at this point, I know what I'm doing. I know what upgrades to buy. I know what upgrades to ignore. Like, I, I take my own advice of just play it on easy. Don't worry about it. Make the RTS sections go away because... <laughs> Yeah. visually they're cool like having units literally called headbangers that's melee attack is to smash their face with their giant grotesque necks into the enemy is cool and there's special abilities you form a mosh pit around you that kind of buffers guys so that's inherently fun yeah. but it doesn't control the best and it does there's only like six of them in the entire game and you never get good at them there's a whole online mode for the games didn't need to exist that people remember more than they probably should. It's like, oh, there's a whole online mode. Yeah, it shouldn't have been in there. The RTS stuff shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> there was better ways of doing this that would have been cooler. But at the same time, the RTS sections are literal battles of the bands where it's your stage versus the other stage and you're siphoning the sacred power of fans out of the ground to power your army. So that's kind of cool in its own dumb way. Yeah, like, literally, you build merch boosts to build your resources. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that just sounds amazing to me. I'm like, just, I, this game is like on a whole other scale of just wild and goofy. And it's it's from Tim Schafer, who, if, if you like his humor, 
if you like Psychonauts, this game is at least worth checking out, especially if you have even like a cursory understanding of 70s, 80s, 90s metal kind of thing. Like there's mm -hmm. there's some deep cuts that will fly over your head, but like the game's a funny game at its base level. Like it's the main character's voiced by Jack Black, and it's just yeah. Jack Black playing a version of Jack Black that travels around killing demons with a sword and a guitar. Yeah, Oh yeah, ask it. Yeah, I'm looking at images here because I need some refreshes of what this game looks like in the gameplay. <laughs> uh, and go on. The graphics were never amazing, but also they're stylized enough. They've aged decently. Like you're not gonna look at this game and go, "Oh God, this is terrible." It's like, no, this was a choice. Mm -hmm. And again, either you're into it or you're not. Like the game is not trying to be something. It's not just like, "Here we are," and uh, back to why it's my favorite game. Like. It's that perfect kind of weird point of every time I go back to it, I pick up on some weird reference. Like, it's just stuff yeah. I kind of encounter as I keep going. Mm -hmm. You have mentioned Psychonauts. Is that, like, another game you have played in, like... Oh, yeah, no. I'm a, I'm a huge Psychonauts fan. Like, I, when you ask the question, what's your favorite game of all time, it's it's Mass Effect, Psychonauts, or Brutal Legend. It's, oh, man. It's, which one you talk about? Mass Effect or Brutal Legend, and I'm like, but Brutal Legend's more fun to talk about because Mass Effect makes me sad by the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play Andromeda? I have played Andromeda. I'm one of the few people that looks at Andromeda and goes, it's not great, but it's also not as bad as we all talked about it being. Like, mm -hmm. I, I was lucky. I played through that entire game and didn't hit any of the bizarre bugs. I never got the crazy T-posing. Like, I, I got lucky in that category. Like, I... Yeah. I'm not saying people didn't have those problems, but I'm like, no, I had fun with this game. It's got the best combat out of all of them. And like the story's not the best, but also one didn't have the best story. And I've played one more recently than most. And I I'm also one of those few people that's like, oh, three is terrible. Yeah, three, if you think of it, it's just the third part of the first game is actually a fantastic game. But at the same time, if you started playing this thing at two, yeah, three sucks. Yeah. I can see I can see that. Andromeda was like more of like a whatever game to me. Like I, I I just went in the game just with like zero expectations just because I've read the reviews and everything that people's like records about the game. And then just, I didn't, I just, I was trying to be unfazed by that, by playing the game, but it just, it was almost impossible, you know? Oh, yeah. There's, there's a very literal flowchart for that game, which is did you play Mass Effect 1? Yes. Did you play a remastered version of Mass Effect 1? No. Okay, you'll think Andromeda's fine. <laughs> Because no one ever talks about it because it's kind of sacrilegious to talk about it. The combat and just some of the stuff in Mass Effect 1 is god-awful. Like The cover system is clunky. I, a lot of the animations are kind of Andromeda bad. And also, it, it, it's a weird comparison because, like, yeah, 10 years or something passed between Mass Effect 1 and Andromeda, so it should be better. But then you have nerds like me that are going, I just want more Mass Effect. Like, we're never going to get that MMO they kept talking about, and that's fine but I want to know what the hell happens in this universe afterwards. And that one had a Krogan in it, at least like by my dumb logic alone, mass effect Andromeda is better than mass effect three, because you could have a Krogan as a squad mate. That's all that matters in that franchise. Can you have Krogan or not? Oh my God. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Uh, are you excited for Psychonauts, Psychonauts two at all? Yeah. I'm also hedging my excitement on that one. It's been a long time since Psychonaut one. And I don't, I, I don't think Psychonaut 1 is weird. Like, Psychonaut 1 is an undeniably better game than Brutal Legend. It has not aged as well, mm -hmm. I think, in the same way that platformers as a genre have not aged as well as kind of other stuff out there. And 
I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where part of the joy of Psychonauts was it was novel, it was weird, it was kind of this open-ended question mark at the end that was never going to get finished. And hey, we have a sequel now. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But also, it's been what almost a decade since that thing came out. Like, I that one I have a harder time going back to. It's still a beautiful game. It does some really cool stuff, but the humor is not quite there for me. I guess like it's yeah. Oh, Raz is a good character, but not some of the stuff around Raz. Yeah. But also, the, the new one looks cool as hell too. Like it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, this is what you want from a sequel. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the sequel. Have you seen any like trailers or gameplay? I remember I was at PAX West. Uh, I think it was last year. There's a a little like tiny event for Psychonauts two, just like the first yeah. five minutes of the game. Oh no! I've even I even played that Rhombus of Ruin thing, the VR thing. I think it what it was. Oh yeah. And that's why I guess I'm afraid. Like I think it's one of those ones where. Where Brutal Legend, I can go back to, and as I get older and kind of read more history books on stuff, it's like, oh, haha, that's the joke they're making there. I don't have that with the Psychonaut franchise. It's like, yeah. yes, I, I got this the first time through. Like, it's it's very well written, but also, it's all kind of there, kind of thing. There's nothing. There's yeah. no things you can discover with more knowledge as you age up. It's yeah. like, yeah, these are the same jokes. They're great, but also, yep. Yeah, I agree with you. The replay value for Psychonauts is not all that there unless unless you really like the game and you just like have that love for it then you know well, and yeah i think it's one of those things where, like the bouncing stuff the abilities those are a lot of fun but once you know what the mystery for that game is it loses some of its steam like the milkman level is less interesting the second and third time you go through it because it's also kind of annoying level and you're not going oh haha this is amazing say conspiracy and you're just going god where's the flashlight <laughs> Yes, the milkman delivers the milk. I get it. The milkman. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, like you're saying, you had your plan on Xbox. Uh, are you are you an Xbox fan or like what's your preferred console? I play on everything. I it's I kind of go where. What's the right phrase? I, I go where the best game I can, the best experience I can have is. Okay. I these days I play most of my. I have an Xbox. It's not hooked up these days. Just mm -hmm. didn't want to sacrifice an HDMI switch for it um are you a pc gamer at the moment yes uh, so yeah i got uh, the two big games i'm playing right now are destiny 2 a lot and elite dangerous and the best version of elite dangerous is on pc so that's where i'm playing it kind of thing and destiny i kind of float back and forth because it's got cross save oh that's great i actually never heard of elite dangerous can you describe a little bit of what that game is space trucking oh, in really? an mmo <laughs> is it free to play uh it is not um how do I explain Elite Dangerous? Uh, you know what Star Citizen is? Star Citizen? Wait, what? Star Citizen? Star Citizen? A little bit. Okay, so Elite Dangerous is the latest and only MMO version of a franchise called the Elite. Uh, called Elite. Like it's canonically linked back to a bunch of single-player games back from when graphics were terrible. I think we're talking like Commodore 64 way back when in a couple instances like okay vector graphic and stuff and some of these things so at its base at its base level the game is you have your spaceships you go around space it's a one-to-one -one scale rendered version of the known galaxy as it stands full of stuff and most of the stuff is mundane and the story of the game is kind of you're removed from it because you're just you work for the, uh, I think it's the Pilots Federation. That sounds right. Pilots Foundation. I'm still relatively new to the game, so I don't have all the exact okay. go down. But I come back. It's it's not a new game. I come back to the game every couple of years, and it finally managed to click for me, and I'm 
all in on this weirdness and the game has no story to it it's got kind of a world story that's building out and around you and you can involve with that like right now the thargoids which are these alien species that have been hinted at being but never confirmed in the franchise since the first game and they've always been there they just were like oh there's no such thing as thargoids that's part of the story of this thing's world like they're showing up and attacking space stations like i it is a space game where you, re- you rarely land on planets because as it turns out most plants in the galaxy are useless ice gas or rock masses and occasionally there's something cool to explore on them but for the most time not and the most dangerous thing is running out of fuel between when you're way the hell out there in space kind of thing like it's it's more about kind of the player experience where they have the tools where it's like okay you can be a space pirate you can just be a space trucker like we have the ships in the game that are big and have big cargo that you just fill up and you go from point A to point B and if you're in the multiplayer mode maybe players attack you maybe they don't but also it's a one-to-one scale galaxy. If you're far enough out there, you might never see another player. Not because we're instancing you off, but just because you're not near anyone. That's crazy. It, it seems yeah. like on a it's on a grand scale. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's on a grand scale in kind of the cool way where it's void. Like I, mm-hmm. the, the the I guess the the play style I follow mostly in that game is mining and exploration. And exploration in the game is literally no more complicated than I aim my ship at a faraway star and I go there making as many. So the game's kind of broken down to local systems and jumps and the jumping is kind of a little hidden loading thing where you're jumping from star to star. And when you get to a star, there's either a lot of stuff or not much stuff, but there's a star and you're going from star to star and you're outfitting your ship specifically to kind of maximize how far you can go. I bought a new ship recently that lets me do larger jumps. It's more geared towards the exploration side of things. And Literally, I'm picking a star that's, I think it was last night I picked one that was like almost 500 light years away. And it's like, okay, cool. Have fun for the next three hours jumping stars. What else are you going to do? I'm going to scan and not run out of fuel. <laughs> Wait, is there that's a lot it. of downtime on the game from when you jump um, from star to star? It's, it's what I'd call a podcast game where you want to have something on the background or you will go oh, crazy. Okay. Like The game is also always kind of a little bit in RP. It's got that same uh, Eve thing where because you are making the story as you play there's no official canonical story to follow all the players just kind of naturally kind of lean into what they're doing so even the youtubers that make tutorials for it all of them have a youtube video that basically boils down to how to avoid space madness and (laughs) i had not experienced space madness till last night where after a series of very long jumps which i know sounds impressive it's not it takes three buttons to do kind of thing and just some patience i looked down at my fuel gauge and went oh shit I can't fuel scoop the star in this system and I'm scrambling on my phone trying to find the closest star cluster that I can go fuel scoop. And I'm like, I might lose my ship out here. Like I have just no way of fuel rats coming out here to get me. Fuel rats are a player group. That whole dedication is going out there and refueling ships that get stuck. That's awesome. Kind of money. Like, and it's all player. It's none of that's kind of created by the game people behind the game. It's all mm-hmm. a player thing. And they that's have a website awesome. and everything you go to and go, hi, I'm stuck. And then they show up and save your ass. But and it's me going like, I'm, it was, just a, it was a true moment of panic of, oh, shit, I'm flying uninsured right now. I, I, I did this trip to pay off this ship kind of thing. Uh, where's the star? Where the hell is the star? Okay, cool. Can I make this jump? I think I have enough fuel. And literally kind of I coasted on fumes to get in line with the, the star, the fuel scoop, which is a thing you buy for the ship that lets you harvest the ambient radiation of the sun to repower. And I'm just kind of sitting there heavy breathing going, <laughs> why is this tense? 
Oh my god! I mean, that sounds intense, and I actually really like how like it's uh, the game sounds like it's community based and not really as much as a like made by the developers. And and and, and there's a story like the ongoing story right now is they have something called Galnet, which is Galnet, Galnet. I'm not sure to pronounce it. Where mm -hmm. it's kind of the the news of the world. There's a whole established canon, but it, it takes the approach I love in games where you're not the hero, you're just someone who's out there doing it and occasionally you cross paths with the hero the big bad whatever like uh, okay like uh, it's a really cool video to go check out like the first time the player base encountered a thargoid is a fantastic moment where the guy just gets ripped out of hyperdrive space and this giant alien ship that no one had ever seen before in the franchise is just scanning him and gets boarded and flies off it's Jesus. this unbelievably <laughs> tense moment where kind of nothing happens Oh my god, that's kind of, I mean, that's actually really cool, you know? Like, if it's something, like, new, if you're really into the game, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, and I I was not into the game. Like, I played the beta back on Xbox, I think is where it first launched, and the game has had some growing pains. Like, where it's at right now is the most user, new player friendly it's been in a long time. I, I highly recommend the PC version, because then you can play with a flight stick, and the game definitely benefits from a flight stick. Uh, Hotas or Hosauce is your personal preference at that point i'm playing it in hotas and having a hell of a time oh, that's really good do you, you know do you know those terms hotas yeah hotas and hosas i do not know uh hand on stick and throttle hand on stick and stick basically oh, okay. it's i i have the full setup for this thing like i'm not gonna say i bought it for this but yeah when they, they announced some updates they're like i'm not gonna look dangerous in the truck i've heard it's in a good spot and the game finally clicked i'm i'm having it's one. It's it's the most fun I've had doing nothing in a game in a long oh, time. Kind of thing. Like it's. Is that how you like maneuver around the ship and everything? Uh so there's no. It, you only can move your ship. They're in the upcoming DLC. They're adding the ability to walk in station and on planets. But right now, you have a buggy or you have your ship kind of thing, and those are only two forms of movement. And okay. yeah, so it, it's the game's developers did a really good job of like the game has a full VR support where you can have built into the game to look around your ship's canopy to kind of see where stuff is at. If you have a VR helmet, you can do that in real time. And then they match as best they can the controller you're using to your hands in the game because they do move when you press buttons and stuff. And there's that level of immersion there for people that want it. And I don't have a VR helmet, so I'm not doing that. But yeah, yeah it's it's a flight stick game, definitely. That's great. Um, You mentioned PvP earlier. Like, how was the combat in this game? For me, terrible, because I am terrible at it. Um, <laughs> the people that are good at it are unbelievably good. It is a game that, because of the very nature of the game, the more time you put into it, the better ship you get. And mm -hmm. it's a really good pilot can take down anyone in a superior ship, hypothetically. But okay. also, the ships I have right now, A, are not combat ships, and B, just don't have as many guns as some of the more combat-focused frigate class stuff. So it's, it'd be me going, I have three class two weapons, and you have 12 class five weapons. <laughs> oh, God, I'm screwed. <laughs> it, when you do take, like, let's say you're in a PvP combat, and, like, let's say you win, what are some of the rewards you get? Uh, whatever's on their ship, potentially. So to go back to the MMO aspect of it, one of the career paths you can go down is piracy. And piracy means you're stalking out either mining zones or high traffic trucker routes waiting for either players or other stuff to come by so you can gank them and take what's in their ship. Oh, okay. And there's a whole black market and pirate stations. Like I, in the kind of role-playing spectrum of this thing, I have a attack ship parked on a pirate asteroid station. 
I bought it specifically to do. I'm like, yeah, this will be cool to have. Like, if I ever get good at PvP, it'll be there. And it's way out in the black and way, way, way kind of uselessly located. But I'm like, this oh, is boy. a cool feeling to have. You have this very sleek warship just stashed away, waiting for its day, <laughs> kind of thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that sounds great. This game sounds really like 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 I've 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 no words to describe how like epic this game oh, sounds. It's a hell of a game, and kind of I asked about Star Citizen earlier because Star Citizen's the other game that exists in hypothetically the same space and same level of polish. The difference being Star Citizen is cursed and is not officially out, and don't buy Star Citizen. Oh, okay. Yeah, this game did, uh, for Elite Dangerous, it says it came out on December 16, 2014. It yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah. I, it was in beta for a big chunk of time. I I'd say the last three or four years of the game are probably the most relevant. Like there's a, they've added like three years ago is when a bunch of stuff got added in a kind of a weird immersion level way. That's really kind of boosted the game into new areas. Uh, they revamped some of the combat stuff, like little things like being able to name your ships got added, which I know sounds like a little silly thing, but if you're going to be spending literally hundreds of hours flying around in these fake spaceships, you want to make it yours. And there's yeah, a system in sure. the game where you can have ships or stations that you dock at, at least call out the letters in the name to be like, oh, yeah, you're so-and-so. Like this I, I think Alpha it's Bravo funny. Roman. You're like, That's neat. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny that you brought up the whole naming your ship thing because I have a very, like, similar, like, want for, like, Sea of Thieves. I play Sea of Thieves every now and then. And, like, yeah. that is something I want for the developers to add in the game. It's like I'm not able to even able to name my ship even though I ride it on it for like several hours a, hours a day, you know? Yeah. No, and people, and like I, I stream the game every once in a while because it's fun to stream a game you're bad at and people will jump in. And the community for this game is unbelievably welcoming and helpful. Like you have a question, you know, no matter how dumb, they're like, here's the answer. Here's why it's this way. Here's a bunch of resources you can get on that. Or don't do that. Here's why. <laughs> oh, and my, my stream, they're like, oh, why'd you name the ship this? And you launch it. Like, That's a good name for a ship. Like it's, there's a whole kind of like the reasons people name boats the way they do applies to this game too. Like everyone has a personal name for their ship or doesn't. They're like, it's just a ship. Who cares? And like, that's part of your personality. Neat. Like, I know you don't care about these ships. And if I'm a pirate against you, you're probably not going to care if I blow you out of the sky. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you didn't mention you, you have a flight stick. Do you ever, have you had the opportunity to play a flight simulator? I, don't play flight simulators. I, okay. I have a weird schism where I don't like airplane games. I like spaceship games. I know it <laughs> sounds like a silly thing to make, but hypothetically in real life, I can fly a plane. Like, I don't have the skill set for it, but that's a thing I could hypothetically go do. I'm never going to get to fly a spaceship, and this is kind of the closest I'll get to that. And to, to, to your simulation? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are some, like, early consoles you played as a kid, and, like, what was your... What was your gaming life like? So my parents were aggressively anti-video game for a very long time, oh actually, God. which I blame my love of video games to my adulthood on that, I suppose. Uh, first console I owned was a Game Boy. Uh, first console I played on is a different topic, or a Game Boy Pocket, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, I strategically had friends that parents were way cooler with video games that I'm not sure if I was friends with them just because they had video game consoles I could go play <laughs> on, but it was definitely a major part of that friendship. So I, I grew up playing everything from Nintendo to Nintendo 64, PlayStations and stuff. It was very much a, hey, did your brother buy this game yet? No? Okay, cool. Let me know when he does. <laughs> I mean, that, that's amazing. Nintendo's always been like, I feel like a really good uh, gateway for like 
early gamers, like young gamers. And I feel like it still is that way now. Well, I, I only got a Game Boy because we did a lot of road trips as a kid. And uh, the Game Boy Pocket with a with a, with a like worm-like glow thing was a great way to keep an eight-year-old entertained for several hours. Like, I, like I, the first game I probably played was either, like, Tetris or Mario 64, and I couldn't tell you which one came in what order. The first game that, like, I got into was Pokemon Blue, because it was one of the first video games I actually owned. Yeah. I, I mean, Pokemon Blue, I mean, that's a really good choice for, like, having one, having an early, like, game to be, be able to play. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any games in mind that are coming out soon that you would want to play? Uh, obviously Cyberpunk. Um, there's a new, there's a big expansion for Destiny coming out in November that I'm super excited for. But also, me talking about Destiny is going. What do you think of the game? Don't play it, but I play way too much of it. Really, you you wouldn't recommend the game for others? <sighs> the new player experience is terrible. I. I used to I, I used to not think this, but I recently went through the process of helping a friend get into that game. And once you get over the hurdle, it's a it's a hell of a game kind of thing. Like love oh, it or hate okay. it, there's a lot of stuff in that game you have to respect. And it's very hard to judge what that game is like for a new player when you've put in thousands of hours. It's like what are you chasing? These increasingly obscure titles. Like I I have a I recently unlocked a title in that game called Reckoner, which is one of the three or four rarest things you can do in that game period. Oh like God. to the point where the rest of my destiny clan is like, that guy's crazy for having <laughs> that. That's kind of crazy. You mentioned that you wouldn't recommend the game. Cause I recently downloaded the game and I'm, I've been meaning to play it, but at the moment I'm, I'm playing a, uh, uh, outer wilds, the, the game of the yeah. month. Yeah. So like uh, destiny is a fantastic game. I, I might wait a couple months till November hits because they're allegedly revamping the new player experience. Like, this year's new player experience is undefe is pretty terrible. That game shoves you into the deep end and goes, figure it out. And you go, I don't know what I'm doing. And they go, here's a gun, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And this, I, it's one of those games that has like nine currencies that never fully explains what those currencies do or which ones are important. And there's kind of a weird curve to that game where it goes from a bunch of currencies that are incredibly rare at the start. You're just drowning. And like there's a, there's a thing called legendary shards that to a player like me, I feed them to ducks because I'm bored. But to a new player, it's like, how do I get 10 legendary shards? Oh, did I break up nine legendary weapons? How do I get one of those? Oh, right. You're not at that point yet oh where I'm just God. like, they're going, this gun's garbage, this gun's garbage, this gun's garbage, this gun's okay, but still garbage. Oh, my God. Have you, did you ever play Destiny 1 at all? I have, yes. I, I played a lot of Destiny 1. I've, I'm in the camp that thinks a lot of what Destiny 1 did is better than Destiny 2. That I've, Mostly because I think the first year of Destiny Two is a terrible game. Okay, I was I was gonna say like what what are some different uh, what are some differences between the two games and which like like as you just said Destiny One would be your favorite uh, the better version right? Uh, Destiny Two at this point is significantly better game, but it's Destiny Two the game it is now, which is three years into its life cycle, coming up on four. That sounds right. Is a very different game than it was at launch down to loadouts powers i destiny one destiny the first year of destiny was reactive to the end of destiny 2 and it came out in this kind of unfortunate time period where every multiplayer game was trying to be esports and competitive and a result of that was they kind of really just ripped a bunch of the loot systems out of the game that 
I stopped playing. Like part of what I'm doing right now is actually going back and mopping up some of the stuff from year one of D2 because it's going away in a couple months kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I care about that. Maybe I don't. Who knows? Oh, okay. But I just didn't play it in that time because it was a point in time where you had two primaries and a heavy and it wasn't fun. Like it, it mm-hmm. to get the nitty gritty of things, basically they thought a shotgun, a sniper rifle, some kind of fusion rifle, a grenade launcher, a rocket launcher, yeah. or a sword was all in the same slot. And it's like, you can have two pistols or two assault rifles. Like that's not fun. I want to have a shotgun and an assault rifle and a rocket launcher or something. And they, that was how D1 worked. And at the end of year one of D2, they reverse that system like yeah so we're redoing this here's how the new system works and the new system is great but it's also like there's still some sins of what d of what year one of d2 was that linger in the game and cause problems like we're, we're having a sunsetting thing happen in the game where a bunch of weapons are going away because the weapons are too good and no matter how much you nerf them it's like no mountaintops always gonna be a problem why it's mountaintop like it's the <laughs> only thing in the game that works that way I mean, that's crazy to think about because, like, I remember when I played Destiny 1, like, there there was always, like, pretty strong weapons to begin with. And it's kind of funny how they're taking some items away. I heard recently from a different uh, guest that they were taking away some planets. Yeah, so they're doing this content vault thing, which, again, if you're a new player, that seems incredibly shitty because, hey, there's a bunch of the game going away. As someone who plays a lot of the game, I'm like, yeah, fucking take Mercury. Who cares? Get that garbage <laughs> plant out of the playlist. Make it go away. I never want to go there again. You can take Io. You can take the Leviathan. Like, from a veteran player who's done all of the stuff, all the stuff they're taking away are the places and activities no one does. So it's kind of like, oh, they're taking it away. Yeah. Yeah, you won't notice when it's gone. Oh, my God. I mean, I, that, that, that sounds like a great thing, then. Would they be able to add more things? Yeah, so... Uh, not to rehash the destiny plans for this, but like oh, the general okay. idea, it's not gone forever. It's going to rotate in at some point. They're, they're bringing back one of the raids from D1 that I think is one of the best raids in the franchise's history. It's called the Vault of Glass. It's it's a weird situation where you have a bunch of D2 players that dabbled in D1 that like haven't done any of the raids from that. And the raids from D1, at least two of them, are still some of the best raids in the entire franchise's history. Like it's... There have been some good raids in D2, but Vault of Glass and King's Fall are still two of, if not the best, period. I mean, uh, it sounds like I need need to start playing the game. Yeah, it's... if you're playing on PS2 or PC, let me know. I can help you get up and running. Like, again, like, I I say don't play the game mostly as a joke. Like, it's just a rough first kind of getting into the game and if you have a background in d1 it's much more accessible okay. uh, when it went free to play a lot of the, the the new light experience was not there to kind of get people up so you drop it it's like what's the story uh go talk to this vendor and, and kick off this story well there's three stories yeah play through in chronological order what's the chronological order right the game doesn't tell you that oh my god okay well like I, i'll be more than like happy to check this game out i mean i've been i've been meaning to play it for a while just haven't got around to it yeah, it's. I play way too much of the game. I have a lot of fun playing it. I, I recommend finding a clan as fast as possible because it definitely makes certain parts of that game easier. And okay. the best part of that game is the raids, like hands down, or the hidden content. Like as much as I hate Zero Hour and Whisper of the Worm, mm-hmm. they're two breathtakingly cool parts of that game that everyone should experience before they get vaulted. And they are getting vaulted, but in theory they'll be back. I think it would be a shame to 
lose those things permanently to the community, but also you have to either put in a lot of effort to find them or have players that have done them a hundred times going, yo, you want to do Whisper of the Worm? <laughs> want to get a gun made out of a giant worm dragon? Jeez. That might or might not be evil. Oh my god. The, you, you mentioned you, all you're talking about is the raids. Do you ever do Crucible at all? Yeah, I, it's, so I have I have the sickness of being a Gambit fan personally, which anyone who's listened to this that hears that goes, oh god, this guy's a psychopath, and yes, I play Gambit a lot. I have Reckoner. I love Gambit Prime. Uh, I play Crucible when I need to. I've recently gotten into playing Trials of Osiris because I'm a masochist, and part of the problem with that mode is it's just punishing, and my clan finally was got bored enough where we're going, okay, fine, we'll play Trials now. Uh, can you explain trial, Trials a little bit? Trials is the pinnacle PvP mode. I have one of two. I actually think Comp is a better test of skill, but Trials is PvP with light level enable. It's 3v3, it's 3v3 elimination, and it's fast. It's Generally speaking, Crucible plays slightly differently than the entire rest of that game does because it's against other players. Trials is in a kind of weird mindset of its own. You can be good at PvP and still god-awful at Trials because Trials is a very specific skill set and very specific set of guns and everything that goes with it. It's, it's Trials is Trials of Osiris. It's only on weekends, thank God. It's There's no matchmaking for it. You have to have a squad of three to get into it. It is punishing and hard and both wonderful and a nightmare simultaneously like the people that are good at it are undeniably fantastic at pvp and are monsters at it but uh, it's the matchmaking for it's a little bit weird the kind of progression system for it's a little bit weird yeah. it's not it's really unfriendly to players too like it's the it is possible to get matched up with people that are gods at it and you're like i've played trials twice and it's like matchmaking should face shouldn't they fix this but trials also was going this isn't the point of trials it's not, this isn't supposed to be balanced it's supposed to be murderous <laughs> Oh man, I remember playing Destiny One and like doing the whole Crucible, and I really liked it. So I'm like kind of looking forward to how it transitions over to Destiny Two. Yeah, it's the hardcore Crucible crowd will say D One had better Crucible than D Two, but I kind of sit there and laugh at them and go, "You all compl uh, complain just as much back then as you do now, so shut up." Oh my god, <laughs> I mean, I, I believe it. I feel like when uh Cru when I first played Destiny One and like kind of found out how like crucible was played i thought it was a little strange but you know it, it, it is what it is yeah anything that plays like uh halo 2 but with superpowers is inherently a bizarre game mode yeah uh, do, uh well i just ran out of questions do you have any questions for me at all uh no not really it's your show okay. i'm just here to talk <laughs> yeah i'm happy to have you like thank you Oh, uh, you you didn't mention that you do have a Twitch. Would you like to uh, shout that out real quick? Oh yeah, you can find me on Twitter as M O R D four K, pronounced Mordak. You can find me on Twitch under the same name M O R D four K, and I have a podcast called the Wicked Awesome Cast. Wicked Awesome Cast is one word. It's on any platform out there. It's similar to this. It's more gaming news and us talking about what we've been up to lately in the gaming space. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a weekly thing. It's lots of news. It's lots of us bullshitting about stuff. It's needlessly long occasionally, but we try and cram in as much weekly news as we can. So that's a thing. Okay, that's great. I'll be sure to to check out your podcast. I mean, I'll love to yeah, hear, it, hear about it. It's a it. fun ride. We try and keep it funny, but gaming news lately has been terrible, so it's hard to keep it funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a 
Yeah, there's not that many gaming news recently. Just a lot of things have been delayed and just, I guess, PlayStation and Xbox just had butting heads with... Oh, yeah, no, this will be a fun week to talk about it. I'm not sure how closely you follow these things, but a lot of the stuff's been happening at Ubisoft and a bunch of the other big dev studios. Like, uh, we follow that. Like, one of our favorite ongoing jokes is what's wrong with um, Fallout New Up? 76 now where it's like there was a solid month or two where every week it was like and now it's time to crap all over this game again because something yeah. else equally ridiculous has happened i mean yeah that game's that game's a mess they're trying to fix it but i don't, I don't think it's working out I, it's because of that game that we don't have a worst game of the year we have this we have biggest disappointment slash game that hurt you the most it's like yeah it's Worst is a subjective term, but like a game, you're like, why the fuck does this exist? <laughs> this is what wins that. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I I tried to love that game, but I just couldn't. It's just man. I, I, I love <laughs> the original Fallout games, like up to like two or, yeah, three is where like when Bethesda got their hands on Fallout, I'm like, okay, it's more Fallout, and I love Fallout, but something weird is going on. And then New Vegas happened. Okay, cool. New Vegas is fantastic. Yeah. And Fallout happened and i don't know what it is about fallout food like it, it's, it's set up in my hometown so i should be kind of dispositioned to love it a little bit but the weird hatred i have for that game admittedly it's better on pc than console but it also has the curse where every person that defends that game goes if you install the right mods it's a great game and i go that's cool i'm talking about the ps3 uh, ps4 version that was garbage <laughs> oh man I mean, yeah, I can kind of agree. I mean, I played on Xbox, so it was equally as bad, but, you know, I mean, they, they, they fixed the game up some since then, but I'm talking, like, week one, where it's like, I'm falling through the earth for no reason constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the physics in the game were a little wonky. Yeah, and I, you said you're playing the Outer Wilds right now, right? Yeah. Like, that game stands there as an uncomfortable reminder of, hey, you can have this giant, expansive, interactive world with a little less ridiculous bullshit in it, and it works better. Wait, uh, Outer Wilds is space. Are you I think of the right game. Are you thinking of uh, Outer Worlds or Outer... Uh, I'm talking about the Outer Wilds with the spaceships. I'm talking like... Outer Worlds. Sorry, I oh, get okay. the two confused constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because both yeah. those games are very notable, and both those games came out relatively within like the same oh, yeah. couple of months. Yeah. It did, yeah, I remember the great article that was like, how are Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds similar? They have the word outer in them, and they feature the future? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm playing Outer Wilds at the moment. I was planning, planning on playing Outer uh, Worlds this month, but then uh, my quote-unquote uh, co-host, he wanted to play Outer Wilds instead because he likes the whole, like, live, die, repeat type of thing, like trial and error. Uh, how far have you gotten in it? Oh, I I'm, have also Outer Wilds. Oh, I'm just about like 10, 10 hours in. Maybe okay, like yeah, it's yeah. that game is a trip. It is, it, yeah, it is honestly a, a trip. I played like the first like uh, within the first thirty minutes, I was like, "What is this game?" Like, I just it's breathtaking for sure. I remember who did it? There was a, they did a holiday special where like it was a it was a gaming kind of arena thing where one of the events was who can die the fastest in Outer Wilds. Wait, there is an achievement for that. It's like die within thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got that. Uh, I got that by accident just because when I was trying to go up that elevator to my spaceship, I got stuck and like there was no way to go except for down. So I jumped down, and that's how I found out this fall damage in the on the game. The fastest way they figured out was go in the ship and self destruct or jump in the fire you start next to. Oh, 
That's hilarious. There's also another achievement for like you got to burn uh, ten marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That made me laugh. Oh yeah, no, it, it's a hell of a game. I, it, it was a game that I'm like, it's it's a roguelike, so I'm inherently a little disposition not to be a fan of it. But I'm like, no, this thing is still cool enough. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see the ending of the game because like I, I just it's questions upon questions, and you're just like I'm not sure where the, where it's going exactly. Have you managed to stay isolated from kind of the fan base of that game that loves to accidentally spoil the ending for people? Oh yeah, for sure. Like when I when I pick a game for like the game of the month, like I I stay away from any and all like spoilers that tried to be, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure if Undertale or that game, maybe Warframe has the most annoying community when it comes to have you gotten to X yet? X happens? Oh, you haven't gotten to X yet then. Whoops. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, so what do you think is going on in the galaxy in that game yet? And and right now for Outer Wilds, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't want to say too much just because like uh with with <laughs> that <laughs> with that like I like to keep that on a separate podcast because like usually I do play a game for a month and then me and my friends or whoever wants to jump on it will just talk about that game you know and just leave it at that. But you've played enough to know something's going on. That is the test. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like I'm, I'm really excited I'm playing the game. Like I never would have thought like uh, I would be playing this game and and, and enjoying it as much as I am. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can you, can you shout out your uh, Twitch and your podcast one more time right before we close out here? Uh, M O R D four K and Wicked Awesome Cast. Awesome. Well, that would do do it for this episode. Thank you once again for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed your company. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And. Everybody else, have a great day and game on. Later.